Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the number one podcast in the postcode of 3008, Docklands, coming straight to you via the wonders of the internet. Today's episode is brought to you by me in my own spare time because I'm yet to receive any sponsorships. Now, the title of my podcast is There Are Three Sides to Every Story, and I'd like to spend the first few minutes just explaining this idea. For a long time now, I've, I've sort of felt that if you don't read the news, then there's a chance that you're uninformed. But if you do read the news, then there's an even greater chance that you're being misinformed. Now, I, like I'm sure many of you, have spent a lot of 2020 in continued debates with my family and friends over topics that have hit the headlines, and I've sort of realised that there actually are three sides to every story. There's your view, there's my view, and then there's the truth. And the interesting thing is that no one's actually lying. So the idea of this podcast is to take an issue in the world and present to you two sides, my view and the opposing view, and let you decide what you want to believe in. Now, I don't purport to know what the truth is. In fact, I very rarely do. But what I do want to do is attempt to present the facts and form my view based on that. Now, to sort of set the record straight, I'd like to just spend a bit of time um, providing you with uh, some background on me because I think it's important um, to understand the external factors that impact someone's beliefs and politics. Um, so look, I'm a 28-year-old ethnic middle-class male. I'm a very proud Indian by birth um, and I've spent uh, the last 27 years growing up in Melbourne, Australia. And so my views have been informed by both cultures. Um, I'm neither left or right. I sort of consider myself to sit somewhere in the sensible center. I see a lot of merit in um, some conservative arguments. And likewise, I, I see a lot of merit in those that are less so. And the reason, again, why I'm telling you this is because I, I do um, believe it is important to understand um, someone's background, um, particularly where they've grown up, what part of the demographic they fit into, what their age is, um, and that goes a long way in helping you understand someone's positions and why they feel that way. Now, another motivation for starting this podcast is to reintroduce um, civil debate and civil discourse on issues that I personally believe matter. And the reason I say this is in large part due to um, the media today. And um, as an example, I, I, I want to use um, our friend Arnab Goswami, the chief editor and majority shareholder of Republic TV in India. Now, Arnab is a highly decorated Indian journalist who helms the most watched English news channel in India. A common staple for Indian households is his evening debate show in which he invites guests to talk um, about issues in India. Now, um, I want to caveat this uh, this whole conversation with um, Arnob is, like I said, highly decorated, um, very well educated, very accomplished in his field, um, and he's, you know, he's he's going to be he's far more intelligent than I ever will be, um, and he's probably forgotten more about India than I will ever know. Um, having said that, I have a view. And my issue with Arnab is his animalistic, biased, and confrontational journalistic tendencies. Um, 
So let me put this into perspective for you, because right now these are all just words and some of you may not be familiar with Arnab's um, journalistic style. So to, to just paint a picture, in 2016, India's Supreme Court ruled that the national anthem must be played in every cinema before a film is screened and that audiences must stand while this is being played. Being a democratic society, some people, including myself, took issue with this mandate, suggesting patriotism doesn't need to be displayed in a cinema hall. You know, in my mind, um, if I've gone to the movies, I'm generally there to watch an action movie um, or a comedy movie. Um, before the movie starts, I'll be digging into the popcorn or the chop top or a large Coke. Um, and the last thing I want to do is have to stand for my national anthem. And just because I feel that way does not make me any less patriotic than anyone else. Now, to illustrate my frustration with the uh, media, in particular the Indian media, and um, specifically Arnab, um, I've got a clip for you uh, that shows Arnab conducting a civil debate with a guest invited on his show to discuss this very issue. Why can't you stand up for Why can't you stand up for Why does it? Why does it stand? Why do you want to stand? Why don't you stand up for Janaganamana? What's your problem with it? Why can't you stand up for 52 seconds? Why can't you? Why? Theater, Rotary Club, or school? Why can't you stand up for 52 seconds? Why can't you stand up for 52 seconds? Why can't you? Today, because I'll tell you why. Because I'll tell you why. You hear me? Then I'll tell you why. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Then you stop. I'll tell you why. I can't shout over you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Mr. Pathan. Don't be an anti-national. Don't be an anti-national. Don't be an anti-national. Can I say something? Then I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Today the argument is. Today the argument is that don't force us to stand up for 52 seconds. Listen to me. Tomorrow. Question is on imposing. Question is of forcing, which is undemocratic. When you say patriotism, you say patriotism is in your heart. Then why are you being forced? Why are you forcing us? Well, where is the full question of forcing you? If patriotism is in your heart. Yeah. Every time I, I listen to that clip, I, um, I'm left more speechless, to be honest. Um, to put this into context, um, what I said earlier was um, completely factual. This gentleman is considered one of the most highly decorated and highly accomplished uh, journalists in the country. Um, now, for... Uh, for non-resident Indian, there's only so many sources I can use um, to uh, get up to speed with what's happening in India. And you would expect that the um, the most watched English news channel in India would be a reasonable place for that. Um, but as you can see, often it is not. And that leads us to uh, the question for today's podcast, which is, is this sort of journalism is this sort of media representation hindering the progress of the country? And I say this um, because I feel the media plays a really pivotal role in shaping the minds, the perspectives, and the views of the public, particularly in a country like India, where um, it's still developing in many ways, just like any other country in the world. The media plays such a pivotal role. In, um, in number one, disseminating timely, relevant, um, and important information to dispel um, uh, to dispel rumors associated with what our good friend Donald Trump calls fake news. I think it's it, it plays such a pivotal role, um, and I don't think the Indian media has 
done a very good job of that in um, in the year of 2020. Now, to provide a bit of background, in June of 2020, a Hindi film actor by the name of Sushant Singh Rajput tragically passed away in his home in Mumbai. Sushant was found dead hanging from the ceiling fan, with the cause being ruled as suicide. Official post-mortem reports concluded that he died due to the hanging. Now, what ensued was one of the most coordinated media campaigns against the Hindi film industry in which daily debates were run around nepotism, bullying, and drug abuse in the industry. Our friend Arnab led the charge and generated enough buzz to have a national public plea for the Central Bureau of Investigation to lead an investigation into the circumstances of his death. From this, the National Narcotics Bureau have become involved to investigate a separate case involving drug usage within the Hindi film industry, with evidence emerging that celebrities have consumed cannabis and weed. Now, I have to admit, um, on face value, of course, a celebrity passing away under unusual circumstances, it's going to generate interest. But for the last 100 off days, Arnab and his Republic TV, along with almost every other Hindi and English news channel and their leading anchors have pursued hashtag justice for Sushant and hashtag Bollywood drug bust wherever it took them with unwavering 24-7 determination. Nothing has distracted them in this ambition. Not the 100,000 COVID deaths, not the contracting economy, the increasing unemployment, not Amnesty International's departure from India after having their bank accounts frozen by the federal government for speaking out against human rights violations, not the farmers' protests, not even the unspeakable murder of a 19-year-old girl in Uttar Pradesh, and this is the three-side story for today. Now, the facts of the case are, on the 14th of September 2020, the victim, a 19-year-old Dalit woman, Dalit being the lower caste, went to a farm with her mother to collect cattle fodder. Four men allegedly dragged her away by the scarf around her neck, injuring her spinal cord in the process. The assault left her paralysed with a severe spinal cord injury and she was found in the field with her tongue severed. This happened on the 14th of September, but the local police only registered a complaint on the 20th of September, despite pleas from the family through the prior week. The victim's statement was recorded two days later on the 22nd of September, a total of eight days after the incident. The victim later died on the 29th of September after two weeks in hospital. The autopsy noted the victim died by injury to the cervical spine by blunt force trauma. On the night, on, on the night of 29 September, the UP police, without the consent or knowledge of the victim's family, cremated the deceased, using petrol for the cremation. The UP state government has denied this and suggested the family were aware, despite the victim's father having stated otherwise. On the 3rd of October, the state government suspended five police officers, including the superintendent of police. The UP government has claimed a deep-rooted conspiracy and an international plot to incite caste-based riots in Hathras, the village in which it happened, to defame the chief minister, Yogi Adityanath. Now, the disturbing part in all of this is the actual discussion being held over this case. The following are the headlines you get when you Google Hathras incident. Number one, 
UP Police Files FIR Over Conspiracy to Trigger Caste-Based Violence in Hathras. Number two, Deep Conspiracy in Hathras. UP Police Files 19 Cases Across State. Number three, UP Police Say Unruly Elements Offered Rupees 50 Lakh to Family to Speak Untruths. Number four, Kerala Journalist Three Others Arrested by UP Police On Way to Hathras to Meet Victims' Family. And from our dear friend Arnab, his debate has been centred around two key things. Number one, the Congress party, being the opposition, attempting to politicise the incident to defame the ruling BJP party. And number two, whether or not the deceased was raped or not. The reason the debate has shifted to this dialogue is that Republic TV obtained unverified recordings of an unidentified person offering another unidentified person 50 lakh rupees for using the incident to speak against the governing party, which is the BJP. I don't know alleges that this is someone from the opposition Congress party making this offer to the victim's family members. Now, on the 6th of October edition of his show, Arnab dedicated time to debate whether or not the victim was in fact raped, as is suggested by a doctor involved in the post-mortem. Arnab argued that the truth must come out and that the narrative fed to the Indian public should not be politicised or used to incite opposition. Now, I agree with this, particularly for the accused, as it's imperative for the truth to come out in the judiciary system. This is not something for the media to determine, though. However, here is my take and why the focus of the conversation shows the real problem with India's attitude on these matters. In 2019... When the National Crime Records Bureau last reported on the matter, over 4 million cases of crime against women were registered, showing an increase of 7.3% in 20, from 2018. This includes things like acid throwing, child marriage, domestic violence, female infanticide, honour killings, rape and human trafficking. The most alarming st- statistic being that every 16 minutes a woman is raped somewhere in India. In the months preceding the 14 September incident, three women were subject to the same fate in the same state. Now, having said all this, what's the media actually been talking about? The discussion has been centred around the two major political parties, the circulation of unverified recordings and conspiracies to defame the government. The discussion in the media hasn't been centred around criminal justice reform, caste-based violence reform, judiciary reform, police complacency in underdeveloped communities, or prevention and rehabilitation measures. And I can already hear the counter-arguments of, you know, India isn't the only country with this problem, or based on the population, the ratio isn't as bad as it seems, or how are we meant to solve for this for 1.3 billion people? All of that's just nonsense. It's nonsense. Distraction from the root cause is exactly why we find ourselves in the exact same position we were eight years ago with the Nirbaya case. A 19-year-old girl has been tragically killed, and she isn't the only one this year. And due to the failings in the department sworn to protect her, due to the failings in the media industry, and due to the failings of our society, her memory isn't being given the respect it deserves. Now, you'll recall earlier on in the podcast, I presented you with the following question, um, which is, is this sort of journalism, is this sort of uh, media representation hindering the progress of the country? Now, I've presented you with two views, 
two sides of the story. Now it's up to you to decide what's more important. Thank you for tuning in and I'm looking forward to uh, speaking to you next time on There's Three Sides to Every Story.